Hello everyone. It's June, which if you aren't familiar, you don't know, it's Pride Month around the U.S. I believe in Canada, maybe some other countries, I'm not exactly sure. Um, and if maybe you're not a supporter of Pride or you're not really sure what's about this one, this episode is definitely, definitely for you. And I just really beg for you to stay and listen. Um, I had the very unique blessing to be able to talk at our pride event today here in International Falls and it's the only international parade so it, it literally starts in the U.S. and ends in Canada and it's a re really unique and special event for so many reasons um, but I think maybe the biggest one besides it being international is that it's these two small isolated rural border towns and the people that show up are not just part of the LBTQ plus community, they're allies and they're politicians and their mothers and their fathers and their friends or maybe people who don't even know. And it's just really, really special and unique. And so um, I just feel really, really humbled that I got to be a part of it today. So I'm going to put the, there's actually a recording of it and I will put it in the um, episode notes and um Maybe you want to listen to it. We had our mayor and city, one of our city councilors speak. Um, there was a really moving um, piece that was read by some clergy here in Minnesota. Um, and then I got to speak. And then Douglas Judson, who is um, very well known in Fort Francis and I think Ontario, Canada spoke. He is the one that actually puts on this whole event and has since its inception. And it's just really, really amazing. So big kudos to you, Doug Judson. Um, so I just want to take the time to kind of go a little bit deeper into my speech today. I literally have the notes pulled up. I'm not typically a person that like reads from my notes, but today I was super nervous, like the most nervous I've ever been, even more nervous than when I married my two friends. Um, and so I was just like, I have to have this in front of me because I want to make sure that I say exactly um, the points that I want to cover are covered. And so I'm just going to go a little bit more in depth into um, my speech today and just kind of elaborate on some things for everybody listening. Um, so first and foremost, um, just I really want to acknowledge and thank and honor all the people that have come before me and us and everyone fighting right now um, because we wouldn't be where we are today if it weren't for 54 years ago when the Stonewall riots happened. And that's what really began Pride. And that's really um, what I think was a pivotal moment in the rights of the LGBTQ community, but also probably equal rights for everyone in our country. There were some really amazing things, as we all know, happening. And if it weren't for people standing up 54 years ago, we would not be where we are today. We would not be able to walk down the street and hold the hands of our husbands and our wives and our significant others we wouldn't be able to have health insurance together. We wouldn't be able to um, be married. We wouldn't be able to, to adopt kids. And so just really thank everyone in the generations that have come before us because it's because of them that I was able to stand in a park in rural Minnesota today and actually even give this speech and talk. Um, so with all that being said, I'm just going to tell my story and... Um, just give you some insight, I guess, into my life. And so I 
humbly say that I, I feel like I've had it relatively easy with my journey um, compared to a lot of people. And I just really want to acknowledge that. I'm probably going to acknowledge it several times through. So I grew up in southeastern North Carolina in a strong-willed family that taught me to always stand up for myself and for what's right. Um, Southerners at their core are people who have fought, I think, their entire lives for various things. And probably every family and every generation has fought for different things, but we are fighters. And it's something even me and my dad talk about all the time. It's just, it's like instilled, it's ingrained. That's what we do. I was never, ever taught to be quiet or not to say something for fear of what others would think. I was taught many other things. I was taught to say yes, ma'am and no, ma'am. I was taught to wear dresses to church. I was taught to wear black to funerals. I was taught to respect my elders. I was taught a lot of other things, some which I still do today, some which I don't, but never ever was I taught to stay silent. And I just can't thank my family enough for that attribute and for that um, part of my life. So my, I call her Gigi, my great grandmother's favorite, or my favorite slogan of hers, I guess I should say, is that she would always say, um, be strong, but be kind. And while I struggle with the eloquence of being kind, because there's so much hate and bigotry and disparity happening in our world, I never lose the strong part. Um, oftentimes I know that I'm standing up for other people. I'm not just standing up for myself. So if there's ever a moment in time where I'm like, I'm done with this fight, then I think of the stories that people have told me and uh, that's where I find my strength. I know that I'm standing up for other people, even maybe there's moments where I'm like, I'm not strong enough to stand up for myself, but I'm always going to stand up for somebody else. So with all of that being said, like a good Southern girl, um, I got married to a man in my um, early 20s. Um, we had two, have two really amazing children. We lived all over the world. Um, he was in the Marine Corps, and that was just a beautiful experience for me to um get to move all over the place and meet some really, really amazing people. And then he got out and we moved to International Falls, Minnesota, isolated rural Minnesota. It was a conscious decision um, and one that was, I think, supposed to be probably a temporary thing. And here I am 10 years later. So I clearly met my now wife here. Um, we fell in love. We have been together for nine years. Uh, married for almost six and it has been um, one of the most miraculous journeys I will say I have always had supportive friends and a supportive network um, my immediate family was supportive of me I think they were more nervous about you know being in a small town and going through a divorce and um, the kids and you know those things and they were like about the fact of being with a woman I could be wrong. I don't know, but that's how I felt. Um, we had a, a gym, which we still have at the time. The irony of today um, is that we have been open 10 years today, and I got to speak at Pride, which like it, it brings tears to my eyes when I say it. It means even so much more to me today that I got to do that. Um, through that transition in our lives, 
we didn't know what was going to happen with our gym. We had literally just like opened, um, within the past year and we we're like, Oh my gosh, are we going to stay open? Like, this is our like livelihood at this moment. Um, and we did, and our clients supported us. Um, we found new friends through that. Um, we found real friends. I got to marry some of them last year and just really amazing opportunities have arisen from that. And again, I acknowledge that everybody's journey is not that simple, not easy. There were hard moments. I'm not going to lie and say it was all rainbows and butterflies and hearts because there were hard moments. But for the most part, I acknowledge that there are people that have it way, way harder than I did or we did. Um, and that's again why I speak. Um, and I say that I'm here for other people. So regionally, I have been in some really, um, great spaces over the past month or so. And it's weird that it's just come up this past month. Um, after I was asked to speak at pride, literally like all these conversations came up. Um, and I just met some new people around the region and, you know, they, of course I say my wife and blah, blah, blah. And uh, getting to talk to some more people in a little bit more in depth than just those surfacey conversations. Um, they go, Oh my gosh, that must have been so hard for you and so crazy to go through that in a small town. And I really, I say it actually wasn't that bad. It wasn't like as bad as you think it may have been. And people are just literally in shock, but it's the truth. I mean, it wasn't that bad. It, it, it was bad in the moments, but looking back and looking how bad it could have been, it wasn't that bad. And so I just really thank this community and my family and my friends and our clients for making that part of our journey, um, acceptable and okay for us. It's really humbling and it's really heartfelt. And I just, I can't thank everyone enough. Um, if you hear ice, it's because it's Saturday night. I'm literally having a drink while I record this. Honesty flash. Um, so with that being said, my wife probably had a completely different journey. Actually, I'm not probably she did. Um, it was a little bit harder for her um, because she grew up here. And she grew up in a really strong, great family. Um, and they were here and they, you know, experienced everything firsthand. And so my friends and my family didn't. Um, I also want to acknowledge that I like I said, did not grow up here in this small town. And there are teens and children um, walking down the hallways of these small towns right now that are gay or trans um, or bi or just uniquely themselves. And I just want to give them a massive shout out, not just this town, every town across the U.S. and across the world, and just huge, huge pat on the back for you all for living your truths and being yourself. And I know it may be hard, but it is worth it every day to live your truth and to be yourself. So um, I was questioning myself a lot after I got asked to speak at the um, the Pride event and the kickoff for the parade. Like, why? What do I have to say for people to hear? What is my purpose in speaking? What? Like, why did why did they ask me? Why did Bob and Jeff be like, you should speak? I, I was like, I don't even know what to say. Like, I've been to pride events before and they're so amazing and they're life-changing but what in the world am I going to say and so last week I was literally sitting in a legislative meeting um for the region and 
one of the politicians, there's, you know, 30, 40 people in the room and I'm sitting in the front row, shocker. Um, and one of the politicians, I swear he was talking to me and only me, <laughs> looked me in my face. And I think there was even a hand gesture, like a pointing of his hand or finger or something. And he said, when you get to the table, you stay at the table and you speak up and you speak louder and you be the greasy wheel and tell people, listen. And in that moment, I was like, this is what I need people to know is that there are tables that I get to be at. And sometimes I'm there because I'm a check mark and I'm okay with that. If I get to be there because I'm gay, Native American, live in a rural town, whatever, I get to be there and I'm going to speak. And I'm going to speak for every person that doesn't have the courage or the power to speak right now. I know there's people out there that need to speak and they need to be heard. And I know that for so many different reasons, they don't get to or they feel like they can't. And so I'm here to tell you all that I am here for you and I'm going to fight for you and I'm going to stand up for the changes that need to happen locally, regionally. If I get a chance nationally, I will speak. And if you have the, the courage and you want to speak and you don't know how, I will stand beside you. I will cheer for you. I will talk you through it. I will stand behind you and hold your shoulders and your head up for you while you utter the words that you need to utter and that you need to say. And I think maybe that's part of my mission in life is to be able to speak up for people and to speak up for what's right. Because like I said, that's been instilled in me since I was little. And I know that there are many other people that will speak out for what's right too. It's not just me. And that's what pride is all about. I, I, for the life of me, cannot understand why somebody else cares who somebody else loves. I don't understand. It has no bearing on you. It has no effect on your life. When you lay your head on your pillow at night, it should not matter who I lay my head beside. And I can't wrap my head around it. I don't understand. If you have like some enlightening thing and you can tell me why, reach out to me and tell me because I don't understand why in the world somebody else cares who somebody loves. And these people that say, oh, Pride, you're pushing it in our face and you're trying to change. No, nobody, nobody at the Pride events are trying to change you. They're celebrating that we have the right to live and to love who we want to love and to walk down the street loving who we want to love and to marry who we want to love. It's not anybody shoving anything down anyone's throat. It's no different than you going to church on Sunday. It's a gathering of like-minded, beautiful people. That's what pride's about. And it's about living your truth and speaking your truth and living free. Everyone says we live in a free country. I'm doubting that right now because of the way some things are playing out, but I have to have faith that it's true. I literally have a tattoo on my ribs that says live free because I believe from the bottom of my heart and my soul that we should all be able to live free, free of judgment, free of somebody telling us how to live. We should live, be able to live how we want to live as long as it's not harming another human. By living my truth, I have had doors open that I could never imagine. By loving who I was meant to love, miraculous things have happened. By being me and not who someone else wanted to be, 
miraculous things have happened. For centuries, people have defined how we should all look and dress and act. They've said a woman should wear this, a man should wear this, a woman should do this with her hair, a man should do this with his hair. You should talk like this and speak like this and walk like this. Stop the madness. Let's break down the definition barriers. And I think that this generation coming up right now is utterly amazing at that. People get so uptight about, you know, using the pronouns he, sure, she, they, blah, blah, blah. Because for centuries and thousands of years, people have been defined by he and she and said that's what they should look like or act like. Guess what? This upcoming generation is saying, I'm not doing it. I have like this newfound respect for everyone that's um, not living up to the standard of a man or a woman. I love the people that are not using he or she because they are not letting anyone define how they live, how they look, how they act, how they walk. It's beautiful. I have so much respect for the generation that's coming up right now and just living how they want to live. Life is too short to live for somebody else, no matter who they are. We all need to live for ourselves. We need to live our truth. We need to live for us. Because at the end of the night, you put your head on your pillow and nobody else is going to sleep with you inside your head and your heart but you. If people are judging you and mistreating you, that is on them. That is not on you. My beloved grandmother used to say, it's none of your business what other people think of what other people think of you. And that is so true. When we can stop being so obsessed with what other people think about us and how they say we should live and act, your life will start to change. I don't care what my neighbor says about me down the street. I'm living for me. There is so much more to live for and to conquer for and or to conquer and to fight for than small-minded people and people who are putting definitions on you. Live for yourself. Live free. Love who you want to love. And just like I did this morning, I'm going to leave you with a quote from Ellen DeGeneres, which is just, I just, I'm in love with the quote right now. We're not supposed to conform. We're not supposed to be like somebody else. We're not supposed to act like somebody else. And as long as you stay true to exactly who you are, you will be rewarded in ways that you can't imagine. Happy Pride.